You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, shining, sharpshooting Sherlocks. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 215, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your masters of mascots marinating in miscellaneous mental material. Woo! I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. It's a new season, guys! Yay! We made it! So welcome back, everybody. Here we are, season three, and I've got two big pieces of news. News number one. I've finally graduated from college. Yay! I'm officially the proud class of 2021. So uh, <laughs> context, turns out I've never actually officially graduated as I thought 17 years ago this entire time. Due to paperwork and communication errors, not because I did anything bad. That's wow. Great. That's great. It's never too late, folks. <laughs> never yeah. too late to go back and get that degree. A lot of people have told me that this is like their nightmare. And it's true. I have had that specific, we call it a nightmare, but like that specific like recurring dream of like you're you're back in school and you don't know what your schedule is, you know, where your classes are attending, yeah. that sort of thing. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. But also, but also the like I'm back in school as an adult because I need because I never graduated high school, you know, even though I thought I did. And I need to go take another class to like, right, yeah. So I'm like Billy Madison. All right. And news number two, uh, we, Good Job Brain, are in a podcast network. We have joined the Airwave Media podcast family. And in this family, we will be playing the role of the weird, funny uncle who likes <laughs> puns and mm -hmm. beavers. So essentially, <laughs> Uncle Joey in Full House. We are not cool enough to be Uncle Jesse. That is a different. That is a different <laughs> podcast. The shows in Airwaves Network celebrate the pursuit of learning, and I guess in a way, we are educational as well. Mm -hmm. So happy to be included. Uh, some things that are going to change is we're bringing back ads. Ads are back, everybody. <laughs> so instead of costing us money <laughs> yeah. to make every episode uh, so far, uh, some ad revenue oh. will alleviate our our spend and it's a return we used to do ads we took a break it's kind of nice to flex that muscle again you know so with those two big news out of the way let's get back to business uh without further ado let's jump into our first general trivia segment pop quiz hot shot so here i have a random trivial pursuit card and you guys have your barnyard buzzers and let's answer some questions. Here we go. Blue Wedge for Geography. In which U.S. state would you find the weather condition called VOG? V-O-G. VOG. Oh. Uh, Chris. Just smacked myself in the headphones. <laughs> you did. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Thankfully, the headphones cushion the blow. Hawaii. Hawaii is correct. Yes. Oh. Volcano fog. V volcano volcano smog. Ah. Yes. Pink wedge for pop culture. If you are a believer, <laughs> you belong to which pop <laughs> artist's loyal fan following? <laughs> Dana, uh, please. Justin Bieber. Correct. It Biebs. is the Biebs. 
All right, Yellow Wedge. On May 6, 1945, the day after the order ceased combat, a Nazi U-boat was sunk off the coast of which U.S. state? Oh, man. U.S. USA. Okay. Um, in honor of our own Chris Kohler, I will say uh, Connecticut. I feel like somewhere somewhere on the East Coast, maybe. I'll say Connecticut. I don't know. No, it is. Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Home of the coffee milk. Yes, Rhode Island. <laughs> um, wow. So the crew... Uh, did not receive word that the war was over because they're in a submarine and they're wow. underwater. Right, right. All right, next question. Purple Wedge. Leo Tolstoy wrote which masterpiece of Russian literature that was more than 550,000 words in length? War and Peace. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Famously known for its For length. being super long. <laughs> I feel like that's one where, like, if if you read it on the Kindle, you're kind of, like, cheating yourself out of being able to boast about it. You know what I mean? Like, part of the fun is carrying around this dictionary-sized book, mm-hmm. right? I knew somebody who used to tear big books in half and take them around with them. I mean... It made me lightheaded when I saw it. I was like, what did you do? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> now, what did they do? They only read the top of the pages? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you get, this, you get the point that way. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Green Wedge for Science and Nature. Tang, the orange drink, Tang, yes. uh, was invented as a beverage for astronauts. True or false? Oh, oh interesting. I believe that this one is true. I don't think this is a tricky I, history, I, right? I think, you're, I, on I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that it actually was, in fact, invented to give astronauts an orange juice like, you know, substance. Substance. That they could. Yeah. Dana, what do you think? That's interesting. I it's funny to be like, hey, astronauts, do you want some Kool-Aid in space? Like, do you want like this really <laughs> aggressively orange flavored drink? Yeah. <laughs> but it I, is aggressively orange. I mean, but if astronaut ice, ice cream is real, then maybe they're like, hey, we should make you some whimsical food because you get really bored in space. So we're gonna mm-hmm. make you a bunch of treats. <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> the answer is false. No. Tang Just marketed as Tang already existed pre astronauts going to space. Um, so Tang was already in stores before John Glenn orbited the Earth. Did, did they really take it to space? I don't know. Let's check. Or is that a story? I was gonna say, if anything, they it was not in space because you don't want like powders and stuff floating around up there. But like that oh, it was. De- that's true. My, I thought it. I thought the answer was it was developed for space, but they realized it wouldn't be practical, so they just marketed it that way. Oh, but okay. how tricky! Well, we were all wrong. Actually, freeze dried ice cream. So freeze dried ice cream, we always associate with with astronauts yeah. there uh-huh. no records exist of freeze-dried ice cream uh-huh. making it on board because you're right it's crumbly this makes more sense to me actually like why would they feed the astronauts just like a bunch of sugar and garbage like they're mm-hmm. yeah they need to be on the peak performance that to be fair in like the 60s sugar was considered like the, nece- the essential energy food <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so seattle times does say yes the early astronauts did drink tang including on the apollo uh, 11 mission 50 years ago hmm. um so tang was there however uh, people didn't like it. Buzz Aldrin yeah. famously said that it sucks. <laughs> oh, that backfired uh, on Tang. And it's not wow. clear whether if it's a little bit premixed, like it's in a tube, mm, like already mm. kind of in a drink. But astronaut ice cream, 
never made that it to one space. they totally got man me then. That's- they threw it at the so, space center they, they said yes at the museum so they would sell it and be yeah. like it's got a picture of the astronaut right on the yeah. label. Yeah. what such <laughs> Oh, well, my God. All right. Well, uh, back to Trivia Pursuit Card. Last question, yeah. Orange Wedge. The massively popular video game World of Tanks was invented mm. in which country? Wow, what a current card. <laughs> oh. So I think it's – I'm pretty sure it's Russia, but I, I might be mixing up my Eastern European countries here. It is Belarus. It's Belarus. Oh. <laughs> Mince. Yeah. All right. Good job, brains. So today is episode number 215. And every fifth episode here at Good Job Brain, we actually uh, don't have a theme or a topic. We all made our own quizzes to stump each other and stump you guys, listeners. So this week, it's all quiz number 43. So one of the main criticisms or or I guess uh, constructive feedback uh, that we got about last season was that people wanted the return of of some of our classic segments. So today, your wish is our command. Uh, today's All Quiz Bonanza features some good job brain staples, classics. So let's kick it off. Dana, you're going first. So when you told me that today's show was going to be classic segments, I thought about it for a while. I'd just done a Belgium or no Belgium. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Lifetime movie or not is another one that I really enjoyed doing. To recap, I love the titles of Lifetime movies. I think, And they kind of come in two flavors. Like they're either amazing puns, amazing puns, or they're like super detailed explanations of the whole like weird plot. And that's the title of the movie. <laughs> so like... And sometimes it's like a swirl of both, and those are amazing. So so in the past, when I made these quizzes, I kind of focused on the punny names, and I would give you the lifetime pun name, and I would also make up pun names, and you had to tell me if it was real or fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I think the best ones I came up with, Ghosted by a Ghost. Very good. I was very proud <laughs> yes. of that one. Yes. I think that should yeah. be a movie. And, uh, and One Dave at a Time, yeah. which is a, about a woman dating multiple Daves. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> It's so plausible. Yeah. <laughs> One day at a time. Yeah. This time, instead of focusing on puns, I decided to pit actual Lifetime movie names against AI designed to create Lifetime movie names. Ooh. There's a bunch of generators oh, because no. these names are so good. Right. Like, they're so inspiring. This quiz is, can you tell which ones are real and which ones were cobbled together by AI? And I like sat there a long time pushing the generate new title button yep, yep. to like get good ones. And then I checked to make sure it was like actually not a movie. Fantastic. Here we go. Number one. An accidental Christmas wedding. Real or fake? Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing. I'm gonna say fake, but oh, but, but it's such good SEO. Yeah. It's such. Good I think that's what this generator like, is doing, though. It's like like what Christmas what, what words pop up the most, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say I'll say fake. Fake. It's fake. Okay. But oh, I, like, right, okay. I had to Google it. I was like, "Am I sure? That's sure, good. this is fake?" How about how I married my high school crush? <sighs> I'll say I'll say, I'll say true. Ah, uh, but this doesn't seem like a f- interesting mm-hmm. movie premise, mm-hmm. though. I I'll say, say fake. Yeah, it's okay. real. 2007, oh. starring Katie Sackhoff. Oh, about- Starbucks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> From Battlestar Club. How I Married My High School Crush. Okay, how about Psycho Party Planner? Oh, man. There's a lot of movies about planners and consultants on life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'll say AI fake psycho party planner. I'll say I'll say true. I'll say true. There's bridezillas, but it's rarely the planner that is crazy. Mm. So I say it's it's bot fake. It is real. real. It is real. Oh. This is a real movie you can watch huh. about a psycho party planner. <laughs> How about a high school hidden baby? <laughs> <laughs> fake, fake, fake. This is like that one show where it's like I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll fake. say I'll say fake, but man, just by a hair. It's fake. It's fake. Okay. That one made oh. me laugh for so long. It's really good. I feel like even Lifetime would treat a subject like, you know, a hidden high school pregnancy with slightly more gravitas than high school hidden baby. You know what I mean? They don't though, Chris. They but don't. They don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. How about this one? Psycho yoga instructor. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> from the people who brought you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the criterion. <laughs> yeah. Do is this bot just like now that was fed psycho party planner and is spitting this back yeah. out, or is yeah. this in fact you know, taking place in the you yeah. know the psycho universe? Could, yeah. I think right, it's I right. think it's fake. I think you're right. I think the bot took in psycho party planner which is real and they're uh-huh. like okay psycho occupation mm-hmm. okay. is now a- all right I'll, I'll go with you karen i'll go with you I'll, I'll say fake and i'll say real i'm gonna i'm gonna zig while you zag it's real it's real uh, oh, it's oh, like, it, it is the sequel it to is. psycho party they planner. have a whole line we, we it. what are some of the other ones oh man let me see if i have it on my list i <laughs> oh, was like gosh. i can't do all of them because you'll <laughs> catch the pattern Okay, so it looks like they also have Psycho Nurse and Psycho Storm Chaser. Oh. Psycho Storm Chaser. All right, how about this one? Her Secret Family Killer. It's got the her in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Her Secret yeah. Family Killer. Now, so does that mean sh- she has a secret family or... Is this she has someone is trying to kill her secret family, or within her secret family there is a killer? I mean, who knows? <laughs> her, yeah, who knows? I know the no, answer, but there's a there's a colon you're missing. Her secret colon family oh, killer. Family killer. Right. There's no colon. Um, there's no colon. Real. Uh, <laughs> uh, bot. Fake. I'll say real. It is real. And it's about Ooh. genetic testing. It is about a secret family killer. Ah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how about this one? Sexting in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say real. Yeah, yeah why I'll in the dark? Real. It should be real if it's real. not so real. <laughs> oh. All right, last one. Her deadly sugar oh, daddy. <gasps> real. Man, this is like. I'll say real. Also real. real. I want it to be real. It's real. Yeah. Okay. It's from 2020. <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, the people who make these movies, like, get the joke. Like, they know the spirit of the thing that they're trying to create. So, yeah. Anyway, good job. I y'all. honestly would not be surprised if they do not create lists of titles and, like, focus group them and say, check off the boxes of the ones that you would be most likely to watch. Yeah. Oh, because they're so they're so high concept right. that it's just like, you look at it and you're like, oh, I know what this movie is going to yeah. be about. And that's what you want. Like, yeah. Because yeah. the titles yeah. are so straightforward that they're like, oh, okay, people really are into sex. <laughs> you know what people they're like? They're not like sending them complete, you know, they're not like receiving completed scripts from like script writers yeah. that are just yeah, like, exactly. I've got one for you. You know, and somebody is just there like, this is really a psycho construction worker, <laughs> psycho attorney. And then they finally get down to the bottom and they're just like, you know, psycho IP lawyer, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Colin, you got our next segment, please. 
All right. I, I had a lot of fun putting this one together. Uh, I hope you guys like it. I hope it goes well. So I have a quiz that combines food with a little bit of uh, foreign language, a little bit of country trivia. This quiz is called the Country Namesake Food Quiz. And I'll give you an example here. So we have a lot of foods and dishes that we eat uh, here in America uh, and also the English speaking world generally, but I'm talking about just in America where a country name is part of the food. Now, don't start naming them because you might okay. name something on the quiz, okay. but you can certainly okay. think to yourself if you like. Uh, so I'm going to give you an example here. The way I'm going to structure this quiz is I will describe to you the best I can this food, and you will give me the name of this food. In the name of the food will be a, a country name or a nationality. Okay. okay. Let me give you a funny example here. Like in the course of doing this quiz, I was looking up like Russian dressing. All right. Now, uh, do, do you guys, you, you may or may not be surprised. Russian dressing, it, it's not really Russian. It's not, it's not really a Russian thing. Uh, mo most sources seem to indicate that it was, it's called Russian dressing because early, early iterations of it tended to have caviar in it. So it was sort Ooh. of an allusion to an allusion oh, to okay. Okay. Russian okay. style. Yeah. In fact, I, I learned that what we call Russian dressing, uh, apparently in Germany, you can get this, it's called American dressing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I will be uh, using some foreign phrases, some foreign terms in these questions. I'm going to give you, in fact, what these dishes are called in these namesake countries, oh. whether or not they come from there. They might exist there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to do my best on these languages. Uh, I, I am going to do my best on pronunciation. Please bear with me if one yep. of these languages is your home language. Um, I'm doing my best. All right. So with all of that out of the way, let me give you this hopefully simple example. In its namesake country... If you wanted this salty, starchy treat, you would ask for pommes frites. Oh. And the answer would be, I think you all know. French fries. French fries. Yeah. Belgium, of course, as Dana, I'm sure, knows, lays claim to being the home of French fries, despite the fact that we call them French fries. So get your barnyard buzzers ready. And here we go into the quiz. In its namesake country, this bread is known as... Tiger broad, which means tiger bread. What food oh. is this? Karen, quickly. Sorry, I, I wasn't way too early. This is one of my favorite foods of all time. I would even say it's part of my, uh, my, my, if I had a last meal, I think we talked about this last mm. season. It is Dutch crunch yes. bread. And I want you to know, Karen, that actually uh, it was you talking about this uh, in that segment that inspired me to put this quiz together. Ooh. We call it Dutch crunch and they call it tiger bread. It's moving right along. In its namesake country, this popular breakfast dish is typically called pan perdu, which translates to lost bread. I think you all buzzed, but Chris might have been first there. Chris, what do we got? It's French toast. It's that French is toast. indeed French toast. French toast. In its namesake country, this simple confection is known as lokum. It derives from the Arabic al-lukum, which ultimately means throat comfort. <laughs> Karen, I believe, was first there. Sorry, it's funny. Turkish delight. That's right. I am indeed looking for Turkish delight. Mm -hmm. Basically, a, a gel of starch, sugar, often with some fruit. It, the the origin of this is not exactly exactly known, and it, it, there are you know I want to say several countries and regions that will lay claim to being the home of it uh, all over many regions. But Turkish delight, what we call it here, yes. 
in its namesake country, these savory items are known as chotbular, which literally means meat buns. And you'll often see them served with a creamy gravy and lingonberry jam. Oh, Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs. Yes, I'm looking for Swedish meatballs, what we call them. Yeah, we, we, we have a pretty, I think, I, I would say a pretty authentic representation of Swedish meatballs in the U.S. Um, it maybe is a little homogenized, but yeah, they tend to be a little bit on the smaller side. Small, yeah. A kind of a cream-based gravy. Um, it's a little hard to find lingonberry jam, I think, maybe in some parts Ikea. of the U.S. Ikea. Exactly what I was going to say. One place reliably has them, which is your your neighborhood Ikea. In its namesake country, this dairy product is known as strangisto yaorti, and it's been a staple item for generations, but has exploded in popularity in the U.S. in the last 15 years. What are we looking for? Chris and Karen together. I'll give it to Chris. Why not? Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Yes, that's right. Strained yogurt is really the category. Oh, so strained. Yeah, really, uh, just in the last 15 years here in the U.S., uh, in no small part to the Chobani company, also mm-hmm. the Faye company, uh, really just very successfully marketing this product to uh, Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving right along. In its namesake country, if you wanted a side order of this meat, you'd ask for back bacon. Oh, Chris, Chris, Canadian bacon. Yes. Canadian bacon Uh, in its namesake country. This smoky meat treat is called kielbasa. Dana, what do you got for us, Dana? Polish sausage. That is correct. Yeah. Polish sausage. That's right. Okay. Last one. Last one. In its namesake country, if you asked for some Emmentaler on your sandwich, what would you be getting? Karen, I believe, Another, decisively. One of my favorite uh, ingredients in a sandwich, it is Swiss cheese. Yes, that's right. That's right. Bro- broadly, one of a type of Swiss cheese, but no doubt the Emmental, Emmentaler is is the prototypical Swiss cheese. Yeah. And that is, again, one of those sort of uh, internationally trade protected terms. Like if you're buying what advertises itself as Emmentaler, it better, it, it better be Swiss actual origin cheese. Yeah. So, so anybody can use the term Swiss cheese. That's right. They can't, they can't call it Emmental. My understanding is that's generally correct, right? You know, most places will say Swiss style or Swiss type, okay. you know, or uh, yeah, Alpine cheese. I've also seen. Oh, I've seen Alpine. Yeah, that's such a good cheater way to do it. Um, I learned that originally, even though the holes are, you know, it's a natural, it's, it's, it's a byproduct of a natural process in the cheesemaking. Originally, uh, the cheesemakers would try to avoid the big holes. It was something that you would kind of try and downplay and avoid, you know, whereas these days, like that's, that's what makes it the Swiss cheese, right? Yeah. You get Swiss cheese without the holes, you feel kind of cheated. And have you ever bit. gotten the slice and the hole is like, you know, more than a quarter of the slice is a hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So I, yeah, buy it by weight, not by, uh, not by slice. Yeah. Right. And let's take a break and we'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. 
That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Hey yo, you're listening to Good Job Brain, and this week it's our all quiz bonanza number 43. So who's up next? We were talking about uh, bringing back some of our classic segments and things like that for this uh, the season premiere. I- I've never done any classic segments. <laughs> um, every I've, I've never done anything that's actually become popular. Um, but I <laughs> decided to. I don't think so. I'm, I'm pretty Prezi sure dogs. I haven't. Prezi, I guess Prezi Dogs. Prezi Dogs was not. I don't know if that was popular. Certainly others here have done things that have become extremely popular. And uh, I wanted to just go ahead and just steal one of those. Uh, and Karen was nice enough to let me take over a very popular... Uh, 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 segment. Everybody loves it. Took us a while to come up with a name for this. Uh, uh, originally, uh, Karen wanted to call it William Shakespeare Goes to a House Party. Yay! Um, then, then swapped that out for William Shakes His Rear. Um, <laughs> then the then the even even less um, uh, uh, catchy Who Wants to Barty? Um, and then finally, I think by the end of the first segment, we had all settled on William Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> which really was staring us in the face the whole time, yeah. whole entire time. Uh, and the idea behind this being the the bard of Stratford upon Avon himself, uh, William Shakespeare, uh, is reincarnated um, in the modern, in the contemporary era as a DJ, taking a popular uh, dance music and uh, rewriting it in ersatz Elizabethan English, uh, as you would hear <laughs> in a Shakespeare play, and then trying to figure out. Uh, what the original <laughs> song was. Well, actually, I did a couple of things a little bit differently that now that I'm doing this. One, I, I went a little bit outside of, of strictly dance music and party music. There's definitely some party music in there, and then there's some that are, are not. And then two, I decided to try to actually write all of this in iambic pentameter. Because I was really trying to match the poetic meter, they ended up a lot more serious. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes to the point of being even depressing. Karen's were very uh, funny and wacky sometimes. It's just like Shakespeare, comedy and tragedy. Exactly. You can go both ways. So this is tragedy. So you guys can all kind of just work together, try to figure it out from the phrases, work it back to the originals. These are all very popular songs, very popular songs. You've heard all of them. Okay, here we go. Hey. All right, here we go. And I will be playing the part of William Shakespeare, <laughs> trained actor. We parted with mere phrases on the tongue, whilst I did perish ninety times and ten. 
Thine heart anon lies with another wench, whilst I return to darkness once again. We parted with mere phrases on the tongue, whilst I did perish ninety times and ten. Thine heart anon lies with another wench, whilst I return to darkness once again. Okay. Okay. Say goodbye. I, I died a hundred times. Ninety yeah. plus ten. Yeah, ninety plus ten. A hundred. We we left something like we left with no words to say. Uh, we left. We left with that. We left without a word. I died a hundred times. Somebody at home uh, got it already. I know it. I yeah, know it. Yeah. I will. I will read it again as you're all thinking. We parted with okay. mere phrases on the tongue, whilst I did perish ninety times and ten. Thine heart anon lies with another wench, whilst I return to darkness once again. Oh, you made it rhyme. Is this a Fleetwood I Mac did. Song? It is not a Fleetwood okay. Mac song, Colin. You are at. You got the line. Uh, the second line being, "I died a hundred times." I died a hundred. I can man. I can just. It's it's itching somewhere in my oh, brain. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, you got it. Uh, it, it is Amy Winehouse. That's black. Yes. Yeah. We only said goodbye, goodbye with words. I died a hundred yes. times. You go back to her and I go back I to go black. Back to black. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. You got it. You got That's it. Right. Good, 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 That's good. Great. All right. Okay. Number two. This is a more recent song. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. This is more recent. This is within the last couple of years. Okay. okay. Rare for me. Rare for a music uh, round <laughs> by me. But yes. Here we go. <clears throat> Oh, these brilliant lamps obscure mine sight. Whilst we are parted, sleep shall ne'er o'ertake me. Oh, the night envelops me, I drown. Whilst I am in this state, do not forsake me. Oh, these brilliant lamps obscure mine sight. Whilst we are parted, sleep shall ne'er o'ertake me. Oh, the night envelops me, I drown. Whilst I am in this state, do not forsake me. Oh, I thought I knew. I thought I knew. Oh, these brilliant lamps obscure my. Oh, it's, I'm blinded by the light. The light. And uh, long to feel your touch. But uh-huh. It's not yeah. in this phrase. But is it a different? Yeah, is it a different verse? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. So, Karen, you're correct. Oh. This is blinding, <laughs> this is blinding lights by the weekend. Okay. Um, the right. original lyrics being. I said, ooh, I'm blinded by the lights. No, I can't sleep until I feel your touch. I said, ooh, I'm drowning in the night. Night. Mm. Oh, when I'm like this, you're the one I trust. Oh, good Uh, job. All right. Well, good. You got, okay, two for two, everybody. Doing great. Doing great. Okay, here we go. Number three. Three of five. Here it is. Of late, a flame doth kindle in mine breast. Its burning shows me pathways once concealed. At last I can perceive thee with mine eyes. Cross me, and I shall all thine tricks reveal. Of late a flame doth kindle in mine breast. Its burning shows me pathways once concealed. At last I can perceive thee with mine eyes. Cross me, and I shall all thine tricks reveal. Oh, the rhyming is such a good touch. Oh, thanks. All right, of late, a flame doth kindle in my my heart's on fire. My yeah. my 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 heart Eternal is burning. Flame. Mm-hmm. <gasps> 
It's not Eternal yeah. Flame. I'll, yeah. I'll cut off that right yeah, now. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Late of late, a flame doth kindle. Uh, is it Adele? Mm-hmm. Is it set fire to the ring? <gasps> no, Adele. Something? Uh, no. Oh, oh. So it, we know it's Adele. Rolling okay, in okay, the good. deep. All right. There's a fire burning in oh, my heart. Oh yes. Re- reaching a fever uh, pitch. <laughs> yes. Nice. So yes, this is Adele rolling in the deep. Very good, Dana. Yeah, I'll read the original lyrics. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching mm. a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out, and I'll lay your bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's good. All right, guys. You're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Let's hit number question four of five. This is another song. A church nearby I entered for a spell, and on my knees a prayer did I feign. But while the priest was fond of winter's chill... I dreamt of Queen Caliphia's domain. A church nearby I entered for a spell, and on my knees a prayer did I feign. But while the priest was fond of winter's chill, I dreamt of Queen Caliphia's domain. Oh, okay. okay. California dreaming. California <laughs> yeah, dreaming. Yep, oh. I passed, stopped into a church I passed along the way. Well, I got down on my knees and I pretended to pray. You know, the preacher likes the cold. He knows I'm going to stay California dreaming on such a winter's day. Now I did, I, I got caught on this. I'm like, wait a minute. Did the word California exist in Shakespeare's time, 1500s? In fact, it it actually did uh, predate Shakespeare. The the word originated as a concept of a fictional island that was written about in an old work of, of fiction. Oh. Um, California being an island off the coast of Asia that was ruled by Queen Caliphia. So I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> sure. Technically, technically counts. Yeah. That's yep. great. Yep. That's great. So these have apparently, I think these have just been getting easier as the round has been going on. This final one, I think uh, by the time that I am done with this, uh, there's not going to be any question as to what this is. And that's okay. Um, <laughs> this one, I almost got to sonnet length with it. And I probably could have gone sonnet length if I really wanted to, because a sonnet is is three stanzas of four lines each and then two lines that rhyme at the end. This is 10 lines instead of uh, 14 okay. lines. So, <laughs> so I almost got all the way to sonnet length. I went a little crazy with this. Enjoy this ridiculousness. <laughs> and then you can tell me at the end what song this is. As though thou meant to board a mighty ship, didst thou attend this evening's affair. A scarf of red and pink adorned thine neck, a calf positioned oddly on thine hair. With furtive glance into the looking-glass, didst thou regard thine frolicking with glee? And every maiden present at that fair did dream herself as thine own bride-to-be. So full thou art of wretched vanity, that thou believest this sonnet concerns thee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well done. That's, that's that's really good. That's great. Uh, oh goodness. There's a lot of rich imagery in that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anybody want to say what it is? Your so vain. Yeah. Yes. Probably Carly Simon. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was "You're So Vain" by Carly Simon. If anybody doesn't know the song, the lyrics were: "You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically yeah. dipped below one eye. Your scarf it was apricot. 
You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavotte, and all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner. You're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. It was like washing the dishes, you know, and that <laughs> part like popped into my head, and I'm like, oh, damn. And I like stopped washing the dishes and went and wrote it down. <laughs> I love it. I had too much fun with this. Thank you. The moment you described the scarf, I was like, I know what song describes the scarf. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nice. Oh, this, yes. Yeah, yeah. I had only heard a once ever song that said anything about anybody wearing a yeah. scarf. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, William Shakespeare, for gracing us with your with your presence once again. So, I love making games that we can play on air. And though this isn't a classic Karen signature quiz segment, I think it does reek of me and my <laughs> trivia style. <laughs> Reeking uh, of Karen. <laughs> smells yep. like Karen spirit. So I'm calling this segment Drop a Deuce. Ew. <laughs> oh my. Drop a Deuce is a modified version <laughs> of Scategories. And I will ask a trivia question where there right. will be many, Karen. many possible answers. Yeah. Did you say did you say scategories? It sounded like you said scategories. Scat- is it not called so it, it sounded like you said scategories, <laughs> yeah. which, yeah. It, which would be like it's another poop like, joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a poop joke on a poop joke. <laughs> Scatter. Yeah. Scattergories. It sounded like you, yeah, scattergories. Get the hard R and scattergories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, when you said it, I was like, is it really called scattergories? I never noticed that before. <laughs> that was not a <laughs> happy coincidence. Uh, so I will ask a trivia question where there will be multiple possible answers, and your mission is to list me just two of them. Points. For unique answers. So if another person also lists out the same answers that you put down, then you and that person don't get the point for for duplicate answers. So there's some strategy involved. You have to think about like what other people might write, Mm -hmm. uh, but also stick with what you know the trivia question is. Uh, For example, so if I say, please name me two shades of the fourth color of the rainbow. The fourth color. First, you have to deduce oh, what the fourth color of the rainbow is. Okay, mm-hmm. Right, okay. green. Which is green. And then name me two shades of so green. Like, like lime and olive. Kelly. Right? Or, yeah, okay. forest. Okay. Um, okay. All and right. so if anybody has duplicates of that, then they don't get the point. Oh, Make wow. Sense? Okay. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. First question. As a kid, this film director attended Disneyland on the second day it opened. Obviously not knowing that he would later inspire a ride there. Please name me two movies that were directed by this person. Let me read it again. As a kid, this film director attended Disneyland on the second day it opened. Obviously not knowing that he would later inspire a ride attraction decades later. Please name me two movies that were directed by him. Um, wow. This is hard. Well, I mean, if I even have the right director. I don't even know. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, but... exactly. This is starting out yeah. hard. We're, 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 we're starting out hard. Let's just go for it. Okay. All right. I've got two guesses. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So answers up. Colin, what'd you put? Uh, I wrote down uh, Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh, I see. I, so I, you I, think it's Tim Burton. That's who I th- thought it was. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I guess I, I couldn't really get my brain out of like Star Wars mode. So I wrote down Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back. Now, I, I don't know if Empire Strikes Back was directed by George Lucas. I think Star Wars was. I'm just sort of blanking on who else it could be. Dana? I put down E.T. and Jurassic Park. I think that's Steven Spielberg. Oh, and I was like, he did yeah, Indiana Jones, oh, okay, which okay. is at Disneyland. All of the director guesses are very good. You have Burton, you have Lucas, you have Spielberg. All mm. of them actually did have some sort of attraction of their yeah. of their work made. Uh, and the answer is George Lucas. George oh, okay. Lucas. He okay. went loves Disneyland, went to Disneyland the second day it opened as a kid. And Chris, he did not direct Empire, Strike Empire Strikes Back. Back. So you That's get right. one point. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. As you might know, there are 50 states in, in these United yes. States. Some of them are designated as commonwealths. Oh, geez. Please drop a deuce and name me two of these states that have commonwealth in their full official state names. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Got to think. Yeah. What are the other people going to put? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, out of the 50 states, some of them are designated as commonwealths. So please name me. Two of these states that have Commonwealth in their full official state names. Okay. All right. Dana's uh, writing. Keep, I'm just going to list all of them and cross them out one by one. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, you put. Uh, we got uh, Virginia and Pennsylvania. Dana. Virginia and Oregon. Chris. Uh, I put Massachusetts and Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. so I knew out Chris of was going to put Massachusetts. <laughs> the four states commonwealths are Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Massachusetts. Okay. So that means Chris gets the point. Get the point. Yep. Wait. Good what? job. Wait, both of yours got named by somebody else. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. Because we because there was two Pennsylvanias, two Virginias, and yeah. you yep. said Oregon for the. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, that doesn't yeah. add up. Okay, gotcha. Next question, veering into what we used to do or what we still do, which is video games. This best-selling novelist was the part owner of the Baltimore Orioles. Fun fact. His work has inspired several video game franchises. Please drop a deuce and name two of these video game franchises. Once again, this best-selling novelist was the part owner of the Baltimore Orioles. His work has inspired several video game franchises. Please name me two of them. Hmm. First, you got to figure out oh who this These are hard. best-selling novelist is. Then you have to name... So you said he, so it's not Danielle Steele. <laughs> okay. no, no, but maybe she did. Maybe. She might have. As a I, have hint, a, I have a guess, but I if... Oh, this is a good one. There are seven ah, to choose okay. from. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Seven, Seven franchises oh, to choose two from. Huh, okay. And they all have this guy's name. I'm second guessing myself more on the names of the franchises now than whether the, the person. <laughs> I think I think I think now we we all probably know who, who this novelist is. Uh ready? Answers up. Colin. All right. I'm guessing Tom Clancy. Yeah. <laughs> you put Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. Nice. Dana? I knew it was Tom Clancy, but I was like, I don't put any points into no, knowing I anything about Tom Clancy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, Jason Bourne, Supremacy, Jason Bourne, Legacy. I know it's Tom Clancy, but I wanted to avoid the uh, the common ones. So I put uh, End War and X Defiant, which is the new one. 
Oh, that wasn't on my list. <gasps> Let me double check. Double check. Chris knows too much knowledge. <laughs> that was right. good. Chris, you and I just did a little uh, uh, Prisoner's Dilemma oh, yeah, there. That's it. Chris, good job. That was released, uh, or the news of that was released only yeah. a month ago. That <laughs> yeah. was not on my list. I was Correct. just talking about it with somebody the, the other day. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put that because there's no way anybody's going to put that. No, and then I put, and then End War. So Colin gets two also. Mm-hmm. Yep, Chris gets two. Yeah. So uh, just in case you're wondering, Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell, Hawks, and War, The Division, and then, of course, now X Defiant. All yeah. right, these are hard. Next one, this we've gotten this at Pub Trivia before. Based on the work of French chef Auguste Escoffier, most of French cuisine is defined by the uses of the base sauces. Oh, yeah. Commonly known as the mother sauces. Please drop a deuce and name me two of these mother sauces. Okay. A little bit of addendum. Um, so Auguste Escoffier in his book about French cookery, he actually lists five. But these days there, there are six. Um, so any two of these six are acceptable. Okay. Huh, man. Sauces. Sauces. Sauce names. Sauces. Helps if you think about colors, the different colors of sauces, Mm -hmm. if you want, you know. Okay. How come there are six? Maybe there's like a red one and a brown (laughs) one and a a white one and a yellow one. Okay. All right. Answers up. Colin? Uh, I hope I'm even in the right family here. I put Bernays and Hollandaise. Dana? Put Rue and Bernays. Um, and I put Bechamel and Hollandaise. The six sauces are Bechamel, Espanol, which is a brown sauce, Velouté, Hollandaise, Sauce Tomate, or tomato sauce, oh. and Mayonnaise. Oh. Oh. I, d- I, d- I didn't put mayonnaise because like, ah, that's, that's going to be the common, yeah. maybe. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, like, the you know, like... <laughs> what a kid, Dijonese, uh, sour, uh, jalapeno ranch, yeah, honey barbecue. Next question. In 2018, a sequel to a popular movie franchise was released featuring an all-female ensemble cast. Drop a deuce and name two of these actresses from the ensemble cast. In 2018... A sequel to a popular movie franchise was released, featuring an all-female ensemble cast. Please name two of these actresses. I I may actually have a chance to get a point here. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right Chris, ready? Everybody's ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, ready. answers up. Colin has put down Aquafina and Helena Bonham Carter. What movie do you think this was? I, I think we're looking for Ocean's 8. Okay, Dana, what'd put you put? Rihanna and Sandra Bullock. Okay, also Oceans, o- yeah. Oceans 8, it sounds like. Oh, you know, I, I actually, I did, I forgot about Oceans 8, and I, I, I thought maybe you were talking about uh, the Ghostbusters reboot, and I put Kristen oh. Wiig, Wig and Kate McKinnon. Nice. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. probably what it is, yes. It is Oceans oh. 8. Oh, okay. All Ghostbusters right. came before both Colin, Dana, you guys got it right. No repeats. Sandra Bullock is in it. Yeah, Sandra ah! Bullock is in it. She yeah. is she is Debbie Ocean. She is the Ocean. <laughs> it's like it was somebody. Yeah. <laughs> another another fun fact. I I just realized I saw that movie, but it was that was, <laughs> and it's and it's pretty good. I just totally forgot it. You know, it's, yeah. 
I have not seen it. Who else? We got Kate, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, right? Who, uh, mm-hmm. um, who else yeah. am I missing in there? Mindy that's Kaling. Oh. Okay, that's right. Mindy Sarah Kaling. Sarah Paulson. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. We got two more questions. Here we go. Based on WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, not the World Wrestling Federation, okay. please name me two animals that are currently on the critically endangered list. So the conservation status is, quote, critically endangered. So that mm. is the name of the status. I don't need species names. I just need regular animal names. Okay. I'm not looking for the South American red-tailed lizard. Okay. You can just say mm-hmm. lizard. Mm-hmm. That is an animal I made up. That's cool. You make up animals a lot? I do. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> Probably, there's probably something very, very obvious. Just go with your gut. All right. Okay. All right. I'm trusting you, Karen. All right. Answer's up. Colin, you put uh, rhino. Rhino and uh, gray wolf. All right. Dana? Put rhino and panda. Okay. Chris? I put, I put whale and bird. <laughs> that was really smart. That was good. Because you said all you need is a generic animal name. So oh, I yeah. said bird. Out of all of these, uh, I think the ones that you guys hit on is Rhino, but you guys canceled out each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so zero points for everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, nice. there, there is no bird that is currently critically endangered. Um, just really quickly, elephant, orangutan, <gasps> rhino, leopard, gorilla, uh, turtle, tiger. There's other yeah, ones like Sayola and Vaquita. Um, and, and most interestingly, the Yangtze finless porpoise. Oh. oh. To me, the name indicates uh, that this porpoise dolphin-like creature has no fins. That is not true. It just doesn't have the top dorsal fin. It has the, the uh, two swimmer fins. So I was imagining when yeah, I read this, I was like, tube. is this just a blob <laughs> with a <laughs> it's tail? A tube. It's, it's just a, a tube. tube. Yeah. yeah. No wonder he's critically <laughs> endangered. He can't swim. Swim faster, <laughs> little tubies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, last question. Speaking of WWF, the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, formerly WWF, nice, nice, based nice. on the website Celebrity Net Worth, please drop a deuce and name me two of the ten current or former wrestlers who have the highest net worth. Uh, right. So name me okay. basically two of the ten richest wrestlers so a little bit of explanation uh we are including endorsements movie deals uh movie income etc um if they have ventured out into doing other things uh these are people who have actually worked as a wrestler in the ring so some strategy i will pick the most obvious possible (laughs) because i only know three wrestlers (laughs) exactly Now, my strategy is I'm trying to stop other people from getting points. But it makes you not get points, too. My right, my, okay. my weakness is I don't go very deep past <laughs> the top tier. I put right. Hulk Hogan and uh, Ric Flair. Okay. I almost put Hulk Hogan. It turns out maybe mm. I know four. No, no, I only know three. That's one of the three. What 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 is your deuce? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. yeah. John Cena. Yep, yeah, okay. So I did yeah. put Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I also, I, I really went back and forth here, uh, but I, I landed on Dave Batista. Oh, good one. Because he, he is in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And he's yes. about to uh, be yeah, in I, Dune. I, I was thinking. And you get a lot of yeah. money from that. 
More so yeah, than wrestling. Yeah. Dave Batista, not no. on the list. Not on the not list. Not on the oh, list. Wow. I feel like they should go back and check. But this okay. is as of today, Who, top fifty. Who's, who's on, the on the list? Who's Number on the list? one. Uh, <laughs> no surprise. Vince McMahon. Oh, see, I was gonna put yeah, because he's been in the oh, ring for sure. Sure, sure. And another person I was gonna guess was Triple H because he is an executive at, at WWE. Yes, now. he's number four. So oh, it okay. seems like All the right. business so. people are up on top. So just really quickly, let let me just do top five. Vince McMahon, number two is The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh number mm-hmm. three is Stephanie McMahon. I was thinking that, yeah, yep, yep. Yep, she's a corporate executive uh, and has been a wrestler before. And then number four, Triple mm-hmm. H, also works for WWE. Number five yep. is John Cena. Dang. Okay, okay so after that's a very dramatic round. Um, and after that, we have tied Colin and Chris. Congratulations. Yep. You guys are, wow. are master deuce droppers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Karen, thank I think we all would you. like to thank you for this, for putting on this game of um, of categories. We I all know. really enjoyed it. It just reeks yep. of Karen. It, yes. <laughs> the rich aroma. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain. All right, so yeah, I said um, that I didn't have any popular segments, but I was lying because we all know (laughs) that I did, in fact, come up with the number one most popular segment that has ever been on any good job brain. Um, The the, I don't I don't have data or numbers for this. These are my feelings and you can't argue that this is the best uh, segment (laughs) ever. You all loved it. Everybody loved it. And we finally we're bringing it back. And it's called Carol or Stephen. Which king is which? Uh, and so the this game is all about kings. Carol King and Stephen King. I'm going to give you all the title of a creative work. And you are going to tell me if that title is the title of a song by incredibly prolific songwriter Carol King. Or the title of a short story by incredibly prolific horror writer Stephen <laughs> yes. King. Yes. Yeah. They both wrote a whole lot of stuff. They did. Um, and so I'm going to get, I'll tell you the title, and then you just tell, you are going to write down, everybody get out your pens and your paper because y'all are going to write down either Stephen or Carol to decide whether I am telling you of the title of a song by Carol King, author of. Uh, you know, I feel the earth move and stuff like that. And or, or or Stephen King, author of Cujo. 
Um, so <laughs> I feel like even let's... they might be stumped by this quiz. You know, they're like, hey, you know, I've written so a lot many of things. things. Yeah. I went to carolking.com and it is like, I think it's carolking.com, but I went to Carol King's official website and wow, she wrote a lot of songs. They're like, you have to like click on each letter to get an alphabetized wow. letter. Oh and God. then there's like multiple pages in each letter which maybe it's not the best website design. I never said Carol King was good at website design. She, is <laughs> she doesn't claim of, to be. Heck of good at songwriting, though. <laughs> so here we go. Carol or All Stephen, right. question one. You're writing it down. Okay. Uh, question one. Suffer the little children. <laughs> Suffer the little children. Is it a is it a plaintive song about uh, the tragic plight of little children, or is it a short story about little children suffering or making other people suffer? Um, write down those answers. Okay. Uh, answers up when you got them. I got uh, Karen says Carol, Colin says Carol, and Dana says Stephen King. Now, Dana, you don't have to write down the last name. It is implied, but I appreciate I'm showing the, respect. Um, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, and in fact, Dana gets a point <gasps> because it is, in fact, a story by Stephen King um, in which uh, little children are like little monsters um, or they've convinced their teacher that they are. And the reader is sort of left guessing whether the teacher is crazy or the kids are actually um, <laughs> demons or i thought you were gonna trick us off the bat yeah you know what there's i did trick you off the bat because you you would have put the poison in front of you but you would have realized that i would have put the poison (laughs) in front of me i switched them it was it was one of those things so dana gets a big point and we move on to question number two the night of the tiger the night of the tiger is it a allegorical song like uh, is it like eye of the tiger like survivor or is it like an actual tiger literally killing people who knows the night of the tiger carol or stephen let's see some answers um colin says stephen karen says stephen king dana says carol king it is in fact a story about a murderous tiger by stephen king (laughs) so everybody is now tied um good humor man good humor man the ice cream. i mean i guess the name of the ice cream yeah exactly so i mean again like is it a is it a, a an ice cream man that comes and gives ice cream to all of the children or is it an ice cream man that comes and kills all of the children which one is it carol or okay. stephen carol or Stephen? could be either they're both good creepy. humor yeah. man Colin says Carol. Karen says Carol. Dana says Carol. You are all correct. It is a lovely song about ice cream. Okay, here we go. Getting tougher now. Spaceship races. Spaceship races. That's interesting. I'll tell you this. I don't know what it's about. But you know what? Part of part of the fun of this segment is is you posing what it could be. About. Oh yeah, right. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I I don't even I don't even know how to how to set this one up. Uh, everyone says Carol King. Everyone is right. Yeah. Everyone is right. That is actually a song by Carol King. Figured somebody would guess it was a Stephen King story about like. I don't know spaceship races. A spaceship like that. that kills you. A yeah. spaceship Natural. that kills you. He's had the, he's 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 had the trucks that kill you. He's had yeah. the cars that kill you. The Probably dog. the spaceship yeah. would kill you too. Yep. Yeah. Why not a spaceship? <laughs> Here we go. Here's another one in the uh, snack category: cookie jar. Cookie jar. Ooh. Oh, cookie mm. jar. Is again? Is it about a magical cookie jar at Grandma's house that? 
you know, just is always full of delicious cookies. Right, exactly. Like, (laughs) it's either always full of delicious cookies or you open it and it kills you. Maybe it's always full of delicious cookies and the cookies kill you. Um, Everyone says, Stephen, everyone has gotten this one correct. Yes. It is about a cookie jar that is always full, uh, but for a very sinister reason. Mm. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh. It ends up being a portal to another uh, another dimension where you get killed. So, um, <laughs> so yes, so yes, yes, just How, not the way so, you thought. So yes, yeah. so yes. How about this one? Here's one for you, folks. Old Smoky Locomotion. Old Smoky Locomotion. Oh, Again, is it like do the locomotion like a dance song, or is it about a train that kills you? <laughs> He's got again. He's got the car that kills you. He's got the he's got the crossover SUV that kills you. Um, finally, we get some. We get a little bit of uh, of, of differentiation here. Uh, Colin and Dana both say Stephen. Karen says Carol King. It is a Carol yeah, King nice. song, and in fact, this would help if you knew that Carol King wrote the song "The Locomotion." Oh. Also, this is a this is a this was the follow up song, which is a mashup of "On Top of Old Smokey" and "The Locomotion." I would not have guessed yes, if she if I knew she did "Locomotion." I'd be like, she's covered right, that. Right, she's right. already gone down that track, so to speak. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah when she was a songwriter she wrote it for another artist also little little eva yeah little eva that's right that's right and they also had a lot of song sequels back in the day if a song was a hit they came up with a sequel to the song you know let's let's twist again let's twist again Um, right 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 right. yes american pie band camp um (laughs) uh your next song creepin' midnight creepin' midnight how do you uh how do you spell creepin is it it is so it yes, I, I will give you this information if this will help you. C R E E P I N apostrophe midnight. Creep in midnight. Creep in midnight. Karen says Carol. Dana says Carol. Colin says Carol. It is a Carol King song. Wow, everybody is doing pretty good. Everybody it was too on the more. nose creepin'. about being creepy. Creep in midnight. He does yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, okay, there's just three more here. Karen is currently ahead with six points. Dana and Colin each have five. It is anybody's game of Carol or Stephen. Um, Batman and Robin have an altercation. <laughs> That's the name of the... Batman and, Batman and Robin have an altercation. Oh, interesting. Whoever yeah. it is, I want to know more about what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, much like, uh, much like spaceship races, it's hard to, uh... It's it's hard to imagine either of them uh, quite you know writing this. So, so you say this is the title of any work? It is know? either a no, it's either a song or a short story. Okay, okay. So okay. it is not. I, I I don't believe there is any. So it's not like a tweet. In here. Okay, it's, it's not a tweet. No, it is. You know not what a I mean? Either of <laughs> so them. It is not. That's the yes. tweet. They just tweet that only. I could see this one. This one really could be either. Really, really could, could go either. either. Yeah. Everybody, again, you guys are rocking this because everybody gets Stephen and everybody is correct. It is a short story yeah. titled <laughs> Batman and Robin Have an Altercation that by Stephen Sounds Stephen like King. fan fiction and I want to read it. Everybody gets a point. <laughs> everybody gets a point, which is the same thing as nobody getting a point. Um, word, word processor of the gods. Oh. <laughs> 
Hmm. word processor of the god. Don't just jump immediately to Stephen King for this one. You don't know. Maybe Carol King wrote a song about the word processor of the gods. Maybe she was running out of juice. Maybe this is from like the it's, 90s. It's funny because who still calls it word processor? I feel like it's somebody the same age as those two. Like, you know. yeah. yeah, it's very, maybe Carol King would have said typewriter. Uh, everybody says Stephen King. Everybody is yeah. right. I didn't, I, I really just wanted that one in there. This is about, <laughs> this Word processor of the gods is about, get this one, an aging, disaffected writer Mm -hmm. who gets tired of his family and writes them out of existence using a (laughs) magical word processor. (laughs) I like to imagine, like, his family picking up the draft and reading it, you know. Like, oh. What you working on, Steve? (laughs) It's not about us, right? Um, And then finally, here we go. Uh. This is really, scratch your heads over this one. The Image Collector. Ooh. The Image Collector. These all sound like good Twilight Zone episodes, too. Don't mm. they all just sound... Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that really gets to what's interesting about this is that divorced from all content, uh, or all context, rather, we have these, these sort of either a song title or a story title sort of floating around in the ether and you could you could pin them on on anything or they could be a, a Twilight Zone episode okay. as well. They all sound very mysterious. Let's have some answers... Um, no, I was trying to be every- weird and break free. Oh, no. <laughs> I could totally see this being a Stephen King short story about somebody who goes around collecting photographs of people and then killing them. But it is a Carol King song. Yeah, so everybody did yeah. real good on that. Real, real. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great round for everybody on this. Um, well, anyway, Dana and Colin both did great with seven points. But Karen yeah. with eight big ones is the winner of the second and last installment <laughs> um, of, well, you know what? I'm going out on top, baby. But, uh, but yes, thank you for one more round of uh, Carol or Stephen. Yay. Nice. All right. It's time for our last segment here. Now I have a listener submitted quick quiz submitted a while ago by Carolyn Jerzowski, who works as an international school librarian. And she has worked in mm. international Guangzhou, China, Abuja, Nigeria, Kobe, Japan, and she's currently in Hanoi. She want to give a quick shout out to Christine Sue, who uh, introduced her to the show. And Carolyn runs trivia nights for other international school teachers, which is uh, awesome. pretty cool. And one of her favorite Good Job Brain segments is Colin, your classic, your signature segment, Brad Pitt or Lasers. All right. And what I'm going to do is provide you with two completely random people or things or concepts. And all you have to do is tell me which one came first. I think um, by far our often most uh, quoted shocking one, Colin, you had was Betty White or penicillin. (laughs) Turns out it's Betty White. Turns out it is, and bless her heart, she's still going as of as of today, recording right now. Bless her heart. Here we go, Brad Pitt or Lasers, written by Carolyn. First question: Kim Kardashian or Ms. Pac-Man? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, right, now, can, can we work these not. as a team, or you want individual answers? We can work as a team. All right. All right. Because I, I, I feel confident Chris could this give us a 80s. year for Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, it was 81 or 82. Okay. And I feel pretty Pac-Man confident that Dana could give us a year for Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I feel like we have the, think, the toolkit to do I think to she's 80. She's 80 or 81, I believe. 
Yeah, I think she. Yeah, I feel like she's she's the oldest. I feel like she's like so. The I second bet oldest. She's not the she's oldest. She's the second oldest. <laughs> I would have to imagine that Kim Kardashian before Ms. Pac-Man, but not not by much. Yeah, yeah. You are correct, okay. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Data on the nose, nineteen eighty. Okay, and Ms. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, eighty two. Excellent. However, right, Pac-Man eighty is eighty. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. he, had to, he had to save up and then bring the family over later. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it happens From the a old lot. country. Yeah. yeah. It works. Yeah. Next question. K-pop supergroup BTS, yes. their debut album, which is too cool for school, or the Game of Thrones premiere on HBO? Okay. Importantly, in too, in too cool for school, are the numerals used? or are... <laughs> They are used. They are so, used. The number two cool. Okay. Number four school. I think BTS debuted about ten years ago. I think Game of Thrones came before BTS. Okay, man. the The irony, of course, is that Karen would know this just immediately, but she will not tell us. Yeah. I see her smirking here uh, on our she, video. I'm, I'm a baby yeah. BTS follower now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. it was just Jungkook's birthday. <laughs> some, some some clues. Maybe it's helpful or not. So. Mm. Um, you know, the oldest member of BTS has been in the news because they're approaching the, the South Korean mandated military service oh. and the age cap is 28. I think it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'll say Game of Thrones. You are correct. Okay. Game of Thrones. 2011. 2011. BTS's big debut uh, was 2013. Oh, they just wow. celebrated their eighth wow. year anniversary this year. Last Brad Pitt or Lasers. Here we go. Which one came first? coca-cola or pablo picasso oh nice mm. yeah. well okay so coca-cola 1880s i could yeah 1880s i think it's coca-cola yeah i think first. so too picasso we- came first okay 1881 is uh-huh. his birthday birth yeah. year uh, Coca-Cola, 1886. Okay. So just five years later. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I know a fair amount about Picasso as well, too. But you know what threw me off with them is that I feel like, you know, and no disrespect if you were born in 1881 and you're a fan of our show, but I feel like there's a certain generation of people where you just looked older when you were a lot younger. You know what I mean? Like, you could show oh, yeah. me a photo of Picasso. Hard living. Yeah, yeah. And be like, he's, oh, he looks like he's 60. He's like, oh, no, he's 34 in this photo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good job, everybody. Thank you, Carolyn, for this awesome round of Brad Pitt or lasers. If you, dear listener, would like to submit questions to be featured on the show and get a shout out, you can now with a pledge on Patreon. We've revamped our Patreon to include that and also. Uh, for $10 a month, you can actually get a monthly pub quiz pack for you to run Good Job Brain Trivia at home with yourself, with your friends, or with your family. And also, of course, you can also pledge our classic $1 on Patreon and you'll get a beaver party animated gif as a thank you. And Now, is this a gif of a beaver party or is it a beaver themed party gif? Like oh like like a group of beavers. Like are they wearing party oh. hats? Let me just come right out and say it. Are there beavers That's wearing party I, hats? What's yeah. imagining? <laughs> yeah. What's a gathering of beavers? Oh. Uh, a what cabin. Would be a, a cabin of beavers. Oh oh a, a, a log jam a log jam of beavers log jam oh, jam of beavers. That's great. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening. And hope you learned stuff about uh, dropping deuces. 
Carol and Stephen King uh, Lifetime movies. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on all podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. So visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like The Accidental Creative, I Know What Scares You, and Movie Therapy. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.